0: Welcome to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmet. John is the coordinator for the Christian Ecumenical and Missional Society of St. Patrick and St. Aidan, and he's the founder of Hope on the Way Ministries. Now, join Father John and discover hope and relevant answers in following Jesus, who is the way and the truth and Alive.
1: Blessed season of Epiphany to you all. Also
0: awesome, to you.
1: Today's message is entitled, Acquiring a Supernatural Mindset. 2 Corinthians 5.5, the Apostle Paul says, Now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. On to verse 16. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation is come, the old is gone, the new is here. We're continuing our series of lectionary readings through 1st and 2nd Corinthians this Epiphany season, exploring the supernatural dimension of our faith. And last Sunday, you all indicated that you at one time or another have heard someone tell you that they were spiritual, but not religious It's a very common saying, isn't it? Not only is this a common saying, but it is an empty saying. It means very, very little. And it is an ironic saying because if you look at the thesaurus, you'll see that spiritual and religious are synonyms. They mean the same thing. It's also empty and ironic because the people who say that they're spiritual but not religious most often are not overtly spiritual at all. Now, I'm not trying to pick on people, and if you're listening to me and if you are one who says, I'm spiritual but not religious, for the most part, when I meet people who say that, they have very little that is overtly spiritual about them at all. It's just a way to virtue signal. The problem the church in this age has with those who say they're spiritual but not religious and have that mindset is that it is pervasive to our culture. It is a pervasive idea in our culture to be spiritual, but not religious. At worst, what that means is people who consider themselves spiritual but not religious view Christians as negatively religious. And some of you have shared with me that you have been at work and heard co-workers talking about Christians Negatively, because they're so religious while they're spiritual. So at worst, you are viewed by the spiritual but not religious mindset as negatively religious. And at best, at best, this mindset views you as a follower of Jesus as spiritual too. You, in their eyes, are as empty and ironic as they are. As much as you find little spirituality about them, so when they say you're religious at best or you're spiritual at best, they see you as having the same lack of spirituality as they do. You see, it's not enough to be a Christian and be spiritual we must be supernatural people. So to effectively follow and serve Christ in this post-Christian world, you're going to have to learn to be spiritually supernatural. You need to hear that and you need to understand that. To effectively follow the Lord in this time, in this post-Christian culture, you are going to have to learn to be supernatural. Spiritually supernatural. And the first step to doing that is to acquire a spiritual mindset. And that means understanding and accepting the biblical mindset. I meet many Christians and they'll ask me, what kind of Christian are you? Are you a biblical Christian? Well, let me ask you this. Are you biblical? Are you really biblical? Those of you who are really concerned about having a a biblical worldview, do you really have one? Because the people of Scripture, the authors of Scripture, they saw their world as being filled and influenced by supernatural spiritual forces. And that's why the Apostle Paul says, from now on, regard no one and nothing from a worldly, from a fleshly point of view. And the opposite of fleshly or worldly is spiritual. You see, there's a common misconception in the church today. And we receive this misconception from enlightenment empirical thinking. Enlightenment empirical thinking divided the world up into two categories. Into the secular world and the sacred world. And that's how... The people of the church for the last few hundred years have seen the world. They've seen this place and space is sacred and this place and space is secular. So when you are in a secular place, how do you behave? Secularly. And when you are in a sacred place, how do you behave? Spiritually. You see, Scripture doesn't make that distinction about spaces and places. The authors of Scripture perceived spiritual forces present in all places and spaces. And those spiritual forces were seen as having an active influence on the lives of people who lived in those places. Now in Scripture, some places were more prominently spiritual than others. Can you think of some prominent spiritual places where God was perceived to be uniquely felt and experienced? One would be the Temple Mount in the temple, right? Another might be on Mount Sinai. There were other places in Scripture that were seen where the presence of evil was predominant. And it was a dark place and an evil place and an oppressed place. The place that comes to mind to me is the Valley of Gehenna where the King James translated Gehenna Hellfire because in the early days of the people who lived in that land before the Israelites, children were sacrificed to the god Moloch by burning them alive. And later, even the Israelites were so demonically oppressed that they got involved in this and burnt their children's in the valley of Gehenna. You see, the the scriptural mindset is that every place and every space is spiritually influential. That forces the spiritual powers are present everywhere. Some more spiritually present than others. The scriptural mindset is that people and their culture were and are influenced by spiritual forces. You see, you've been conditioned to think, well, that's a secular idea. There's no such thing as a secular idea. Even. The philosophy or the ideology of secularism is not secular. It has spiritual permeations. And there is a spiritual force that drives it. In the biblical mindset, people and their culture were and are influenced by spiritual forces. This includes attitudes, behaviors, their institutions, their media, their education, their politics, their views on marriage, their views on family, their views on human sexuality. All of these things the authors of Scripture saw as being influenced whether divinely or demonically by spiritual power. There's no such thing as a secular place, a secular space, a secular idea. Everything is infused with spirituality. Spiritual forces are present everywhere. And spiritual forces are present everywhere and influence everything. The question is, Is it a divine presence that's influencing or a demonic presence that's influencing? From a spiritual perspective, from a supernatural biblical perspective, the culture we live in in the 21st century, this post-Christian culture is more like the first century than the last century the 20th century. To live as followers of Jesus in the 21st century post-Christian culture, you are going to have to adopt a supernatural spiritual mindset. You're going to have to acquire that. That was the mindset that characterized Christ It was the mindset that characterized the apostles. It was the mindset that characterized the early church. As the people of a once Christian culture reject the Gospel and become post-Christian, they're not only rejecting the ideas of Christianity, They are rejecting the spirituality of Christianity. And as they reject the spirituality of Christianity, they are rejecting the spirit of Christianity. And the spirit of Christianity is who? The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is typically not a person who will force himself on anyone. God's not a bully. God's typically not a conqueror. God typically respects free will. But when a culture and a society reject the Holy Spirit, what happens? Read Romans chapter 1. God gives it over to other spiritual powers with their ideas and other ungodly manifestations. You see, as, as people reject the Holy Spirit, there's going to be a vacuum and other ungodly spiritual powers are taking His place. And these ungodly spiritual powers that are taking the place of the Holy Spirit and the good news of Jesus, they're manifesting As an ungodly gospel, which is no good news, ungodly ideas, ungodly behaviors, social chaos, social brokenness. The last five years, we have seen astounding, an astounding unveiling of the forces of darkness in our culture that have revealed these ungodly Behaviors and ideas and manifestations and social brokenness. Look around you. Our culture is broken. The culture that typified the baby boomers was one of rebellion. The culture that typifies this generation is brokenness. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry if you perceive me picking on young adults. But if you compare them to the baby boomer generation, the baby boomers were seekers. They weren't always looking in the right places and they weren't always espousing the right ideas, but they were pioneers. They were seekers. They were rebels. This young generation, I just see a generation of broken kids. Broken adults. Social chaos a downgrading culture and art. Don't you? Really, don't you? Even the church is coming under this spiritual influence as the Holy Spirit gives the culture over to more and more demonically oppressed, ungodly manifestations, ideas, behaviors, and social brokenness. Even the church is coming under the spell of I'm spiritual, but not religious. It's going to take amazing courage and intentional action on your part, on the part of the church to be able to remain faithful in what is happening in our culture and what is to come. In Matthew 24, 24, Jesus gave a dire warning. He said that in the last days, a spiritual deception would come upon the people of God so that even the chosen of the Lord would fall away, if that were possible. It's a dire warning. In 2 Thessalonians 2.3, the Apostle Paul doubled down on Jesus' Word and said, yes, in the end of the age, in the last days, there will come a falling away, an apostasy by the people of God. Think about this, brothers and sisters. Things are already spiritual. Aren't they? Things are already spiritual but they're about to get supernatural. They're about to get supernatural. And only Spirit-filled, supernatural people of God will be ready for what is happening now and what is about to be unleashed in this world. Spiritual won't suffice. You're going to have to be spiritually supernatural sadly and it's sad the spiritual but not religious folks are already deceived it's a demonic deception and this attitude this mindset of spiritual but not religious and all the innuendo and implications behind it that drive it, the spiritual forces connected to it so that is now pervasive in post-Christian culture, these spiritual forces are coming after your kids. They're coming after your grandkids. They're coming after your nieces. They're coming after your nephews, your friends at school, your college classmates, and your coworkers who you like. They're coming after the people you love. And the only thing that's going to stand in the way of those spiritual deceptive forces and them is you being a supernatural child of God. Because if you're not, if you're not, you're just another spiritual person like them. And at worst, you're just religious. That's why Paul wanted the Corinthian church to know that no way were they to regard anyone from a worldly point of view. No way were they to regard anyone from a secular point of view. No way were they to regard any place, any idea, any behavior, any thought from a purely secular point of view, may God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, have mercy on us and help us to acquire a supernatural mindset so that we can be the supernatural children of God in this dark and evil hour. Amen.
0: You've been listening to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. We invite you to subscribe or follow this podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. To find out more about Hope on the Way Ministries and Father John, check out our website at hopeontheway.info. That's hopeontheway.info. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.